Welcome to All About the Star right here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dave Sturgio here. And ladies and gentlemen, as you're listening to the sound of my voice, we are 24 hours away. That's when I'm recording this. Well, that's not even true either. I'm recording this on Tuesday for a Wednesday release. But as you listen to this for the first time, if you listen to it as soon as it drops, we're 24 hours away from the kickoff at 8.20 p.m. against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Dallas Cowboys are officially back. Now, normally I would have a guest on with me um, to, you know, go over the schedule or at least, you know, preview all the games. And we've had guests on from episode one all the way to just last week. This one, I'm just going to rip through this schedule um, just solo and, and give you my predictions on based off of what I think the Dallas Cowboys can do as constructed right now. Um you know, this is taking into account, uh, you know, the Zach Martin stuff as I record this still listed as more than likely out. Um, they'll, you know, once he gets to if any other positive test pop for Zach Martin between now and game time, he will be not active for this game. Uh, but if if in the event there's a small miracle, a window of a miracle where he could test two negative tests to get into the game that we will have our all pro right guard to play against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in which they're bringing Nindamakan Sue and Vita Vea and this massive, massive defensive line and an incredible defense over the, you know, the course of, you know, they brought back every starter. Like that doesn't happen in the free agency era where guys leave for greener pastures every single year. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers kept everybody. They, they, they just, it's just, it's out of control on how they pulled this off. It really is. Uh, Guys restructuring, taking less money, yada, yada, yada. Like you name it. They did it, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are coming back 32 strong. Uh, that's that's way too many, um, way too many players. 22 strong. <laughs> okay, so that's 11 and 11, and of course, they're special teams, so it's up there. Um, but look, this Dallas Cowboy team, you know, as constructed right now with, you know, even if the Zach Martin injury, or technically not injury, you know, he's out for COVID, is a one-week thing. They still have their offensive line upright, if you think about it, for the long stretch. You would think that they tighten up their protocols a little bit going into the season to make sure that none of this crap happens again. Unfortunately, I do think it's going to hit every single team uh, in the NFL at some point or another, whether it be a big star or a backup. That remains to be seen. We're, we're taking one on the chin here with, with Zach Martin. So um, I will say this. The Dallas Cowboys have a very, very good chance to make some serious noise this year. And I'll break it down like this. So we're going to start with, obviously, the game that every, all eyes are on. NBC's Thursday Night Football. The, the world is watching. The return of Dak Prescott. The, you know, the, the re-return of Mike McCarthy. The return of this entire Dallas Cowboys team. The new look defense that we're about to find out exactly what they have to offer. Dan Quinn has turned this team over personnel-wise and has turned this team over as far as uh, just overall scheme all right you're going to see a lot of switching up you're going to see a lot of guys with their hands in the dirt and then they might stand up and those are the guys that are special you're not going to see that out of demarcus lawrence or randy gregory maybe gregory not sure but demarcus lawrence he's a he's a you know three-point stance kind of guy get in the mud and and go attack the quarterback but guys like keanu neal micah parsons those linebackers that could be lined up that way could put their hands in the dirt and then they also could be jokers you know they could just drop out of that and drop into coverage I think we pose a problem for Tom Brady because statistically, 
historically. Tom Brady is not the greatest quarterback to start a season. He's just not. It takes him a couple weeks to go. Uh, if all of this surgery talk that was talked about all offseason is true, then he too is coming off somewhat of an injury. Uh, I know the DSPN likes to fluff their uh, statistics and fluff their stories to make things look you know, quite heroic. And I think that Tom Brady is that guy to come out of a, you know, whatever he, I don't know, he tore something the last year and he played on it all year round. What a hero. Yeah, great. But it's going to take him a little while. And I think if the Dallas Cowboys can get to him a couple times, not not like all night, sack him eight times, just enough bad throws forced by Tom Brady and cause turnovers, the Dallas Cowboys can win this game. I truly, truly believe that. So, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Dallas Cowboys to win the opening game. I've been saying it to every guest that I've had since, you know, since we started this podcast. I've been saying it on the Jersey Boys podcast. I've been saying it until, you know, pretty much to everybody who will listen to me that the Dallas Cowboys can very well go into Tampa Bay this week and shock a lot of people. The spread is like eight and a half or something like that. It's something very high for an opening week game where Vegas doesn't think that the Tampa, you know, that the Cowboys stack up against the defending world champions. And maybe they don't. I'm looking for the ball to bounce our way a couple times, and that's why we steal. We steal game one. Now, game two, they stay on the road. Remember, they don't go game three until week three. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, they don't go home until week three after a two-game uh, road trip. This is where I think the Cowboys trip up. See, I, I think I see the Cowboys in typical Cowboys fashion winning week one, right? And everybody gets on the high horse. Everybody thinks, oh, they beat the champs. They're going to be the world beaters that everybody wants them to be. And here come the weed M boys guys. And here come the, the you know, the, what was the hot boys? You know, the, all the cliches you could possibly think of are going to surface within one week of football. And it's going to marinate for a while because, remember, this they got 10 days off after this, and then they don't come back and and they don't play until the, uh, the, the Los Angeles Chargers game in L.A. Um, I firmly believe that they trip up here. I know it sounds ridiculous, but they trip up against the L.A. Chargers in their – I'm not sure what L.A. is doing off the rip. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. But this might be the, the home opener for the L.A. Chargers, just like the Rams get a home opener on Sunday Night Football in Week 1. Remember, these guys didn't get the chance to open up their stadium, you know, air quotes, open up their stadium with fans. So, you know, this is this is going to be rocking and rolling. And I think the Cowboys could trip up. I really do. So that drops them to 1-1. One and one. Now, the home opener, another long break, not long break, but an eight-day break as they get in a little bit of an extended wait. Because Monday Night Football against the Philadelphia Eagles is their home opener. And I, yours truly, will be in attendance with Brett Ernst. Uh, they fly out Saturday. So if you're listening to the side of my voice, I fly out Saturday morning. I'll be going to Brett's show on Saturday. I'll be watching football all day Sunday. Uh, at the, there's a couple bars that I really like that are in Arlington that I might check out that I, I've been through with my father and, and my brother. A couple, you know, they got all the TVs and whatnot. Um, but I know there's a lot of people out there that I'd love to meet. You know what I mean? Like, I'd love to meet some of these Cowboys people that I've been talking to on Twitter for the last two years. You know what I mean? So hopefully I can arrange that. But also, hopefully, the Cowboys can get this done, and I think they do. I think the Philadelphia Eagles have a potential to be one of the worst teams in football. I know this is – it sounds ridiculous because, no, you know, you're a Cowboys fan, so this is exactly what you're going to say about the Eagles. Well, no. I just did my entire week-by-week -week breakdown on the on the Chop Sports podcast, um, and I firmly believe that the Eagles can win – two to three games uh, and it's just based off their really bad defense um, and I'm not a believer in Jalen Hurts yet can Jalen Hurts prove me wrong sure can and I'm sure they'll play up to the Cowboys I'm sure they will do their work against the Cowboys and and almost 
to the point where we're like, oh my God, is this happening? Are we about to lose at home to Philly? But I think ultimately this team, Zeke Elliott, guys like that, when you when you have a lead this year, it won't be as alarming as usual because you cannot stack the box against Ezekiel Elliott and not worry about over-the-top work. CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Mari Cooper. Mari Cooper decided to go out on a limb and say he was the greatest quarterback, uh, quarterback, greatest receiver in the league. And he says he hasn't proven it yet, but he thinks he can be. You know, so that's another, you know, feather in the cap for some of these guys that are out to prove something. I think Ezekiel Elliott is out to prove something this year. That last year was a fluke. That the putting the ball on the carpet was just some so out of character that you just, it didn't make any sense, right? And, and the offensive line woes that they had last year. And obviously, Dak Prescott not being there. Zeke had himself a rough year trying to carry the load on his shoulders. Well, he forgot to carry the ball, too. You know, and I think that this year is a bounce back year for Zeke and a big bounce back win here uh, at home against the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, week four. Now, remember, they get three games in a row at home. Week four troubles me, but I think they get it done. It's the Carolina Panthers only because I think the Panthers are one of those sneaky good teams. I got the Panthers actually finishing nine and eight this year. So I think they're going to take a big step forward. Matt Rule is a great coach. Sam Darnold finally gets a good coach to play with. Christian McCaffrey is who he is, you know, and I think that their wide receiver core being DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, and I think that that offense can move, Um, and I think our defense might have some trouble with Christian McCaffrey. I really do, but ultimately, I think that the Dallas Cowboys offense will be too high-powered for the Carolina Panthers, so that puts the Cowboys at 3-1. and They're staying home the next week, uh, and they're playing the New York football Giants, their first division game of the 2021 season. Um, I think they get this one at home in which to bring them four and one and their only loss being against the Chargers so far. So a lot of people are going to be like, well, you know, that doesn't make any sense. I would flip flop this. I'll flip flop that. I get it. You can flip flop anything you want, you know, but this is where I got them four and one. After the Giant game, this is a revenge, not a revenge game for Dak because, look, you, you can't blame somebody for breaking your ankle. It just It's football. Shit's going to happen. So I think that there's going to be a good chance that Dak is going to, you know, there's going to be a lot of story about this. There's going to be a lot of story. The last time Dak Prescott played the New York Giants, you know, this is what happened, blah, 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 right? There's going to be a lot of coverage. We get it. But the Cowboys show up offensive driven three weeks in a row. Their offense is going to flourish. Now, Week six, they head over to New England. Now, I think Mac Jones is a little bit better than what people are saying. Uh, There's a reason why they cut Cam Newton. There's a reason why that this is the guy that Bill Belichick chose. I think they're going to give them fits. I do. I think the Patriots offense, even with Damian Harris as their main premier runner, the Cowboys are still going to have that that, that weak defensive tackle thing. We're not not as bad as last year. But bad, you know, not, 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 not even saying bad, just not up to par right away. And I think that, you know, this being week six, you still Tristan Hill still on the pop at this point. There's a couple guys that are still we don't know how long Gallimore is really going to be out. We hope that he gets back sooner than later. Um, but this is where I think they, they trip up on the road in Foxborough. And I think that the Patriots can possibly beat them now. I, like I said, I'd done uh, another prediction show with blogging the boys. Uh, I don't remember what I exactly what I picked. I think Keith Ernst picked them to win this game. I think the Cowboys trip up. Now, they go on a bye in week seven. To me, that's an early bye. Considering the fact that the buys go all the way to week 14, the Cowboys are now not only at four and two, that's six games. They got to play 11 more games in a row after this bye. And it starts by going to Minnesota, where we won last year with Andy Dalton. So I don't have any problem any problem 
picking the Dallas Cowboys in this game uh, with Dak Prescott at the helm and the rest of their. Remember, this is all bearing that everybody stays healthy. This is all bearing that you know they get their wheels turning. So right now, after eight weeks of seven games, I got the Cowboys at five and two. Um, they get back home to play. Teddy Two Gloves and the and the Denver Broncos, who was named the starter. Is he going to be the starter by week nine? I don't know. It could be Drew Locke again. We don't know. I think the Broncos are in a little bit of a disarray type situation where they don't even know what they want. I think they're even the running game is, is either Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams. They don't even know yet. So I think this year is going to be a very big trial and error year for the Denver Broncos. And I think the Cowboys catch them at the right time. You know, they're back home and I think they get it done. Now, week 10 when the Cowboys stay home, they're going to be playing Dan Quinn's former team, the team that fired him, the team that gave up on Dan Quinn, and I think that's a big revenge game. I think it's a big thing for the Cowboys, defense in particular, to show that these guys, we got the right guy, you no longer have him, and it's more of a personal vendetta than anything else, and I think that the Cowboys can get this. So now after 10 weeks, after nine games, the Cowboys are seven and two. So right now, you're going to be like, whoa, this is big, like the Cowboys are cruising, here we go, it's time to get on a roll, and then they travel to Kansas City. Guys, it is almost time for the best time of the year, and that's tailgate season. And when you think about tailgates, you're thinking about beers and you're thinking about food. And when you're thinking about food, you're thinking about hot sauce. I'm talking about Silk City Hot Sauce. It's a mom-and-pop business from Vermont that produces hot sauce with locally grown peppers. There's several blends and flavors. Here's just a few. You got Slurp, which is fresh peaches, Honey, Vermont apple cider, habanero and cherry pepper blend with a hint of smoked jalapeno. We got the badass Jew, which is four pepper blend, jalapeno, cherry pepper, serrano and habaneros with tomato, roasted red peppers, roasted garlic and Mexican seasoning. Good morning, Jonestown, which is a smoked habanero and smoked serrano with carrots, roasted peppers, garlic, onions and a splash of white vinegar. Killer hot is their second hottest Three pepper blend featuring Fatali, Habanero, and Ghost with roasted red peppers, garlic, and honey. Ghost Whisper is a pile of Ghost and Habanero with roasted peppers, garlic, onion, and red vinegar. It's a very powerful sauce with a deep and delicious flavor. And you guys got to check out the artwork on these bottles. Silk City uses professional comic book artists to create the coolest looking hot sauce in the biz. They offer great deals when you purchase the two, three, four, five, or six mix and match packs. Go to SilkCityHotSauce.com and use the coupon code CHOP. You're going to receive 20% off your order. You're going to receive a free bottle, and you're going to get some stickers along with that. That's SilkCityHotSauce.com. And I think this is that. This is the one game. My father says it every year. He said the Cowboys get blown out on national TV once a year. Once a year. And while I think this might be a shootout at first, I think the the better team separates themselves towards the end. I think... And this is going to sound ridiculous, but I got the Chiefs finishing 17-0 and this year. I don't find them having a loss anywhere. I think Patrick Mahomes and that offense is that good. And I think they beat the Cowboys in this one like 38-21, where the Cowboys can score. They'll probably keep up with them 21-20 or something like that, where the Cowboys have a lead in the third, and then it just goes off the rails, and Mahomes does what Mahomes does, and he gets this win. Now, it's Thanksgiving. We're 7-3, and three, so we're still looking good. Thanksgiving comes in the form of the Oakland, I'm sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't think the Raiders are very good this year. I think there's a chance they only win about four games, maybe five if I'm pushing it. 
Uh, but I think the Dallas Cowboys win on Thanksgiving. It seems to me that the Dallas Cowboys just can't seem to get things done on Thanksgiving as of late. That's what it seems like. I'm sure the record indicates otherwise. But every Thanksgiving this year, I feel uh, every Thanksgiving for the last couple of years, I feel like I've been the one sitting on the couch just moping. You know, so I, I, that might be a thing again. Uh, but I think that they get this done now. Short week, not short week. They get another Thursday night game against Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints. This is another game I think that that the matchup is great for the Cowboys, but Kamara is going to give them fits. You know, as much as speed as we have with Micah Parsons, Keanu Neal, uh, Jabril Cox, Van Der Esch, if he stays healthy this whole time, can Jalen Smith get back to form? That's a big, you know, issue. Can they run and contain Kamara? Sure, they might be able to, but that means they're stacking a box, and that means over the top, no matter who they have, it could be Michael Thomas returning, it could be Marcus Callaway. There's a couple guys that scare me on the, uh, the Saints offense, and not that I'm saying saying I'm afraid of Jameis Winston and just so you know this might be a game you look back on to say like the winner of this game was a wild card if it got to that point you know so that's what you have to worry about but I think they trip up here and they lose to the Saints in the dome this is where people start to get worried because the following week they're still on the road and they're playing the Washington football team and I think they lose again I think they lose again the Cowboys all of a sudden are going to be looking at a difficult difficult run where all of a sudden their eight and five record doesn't look too appealing when they lose that game to the Washington football team in December December the 12th and it looks like it's going to be a Fox game so unless it's flexed to the Sunday night um, this is going to be a game they lose and that's going to make them lose two straight people are going to start to worry because they stay on the road and they go to New York and when I think New York I think improved I think pretty much improved every way you can improve a team except for their offensive line. So if the defensive line of the Cowboys is is rolling, right, if, if they're rocking and rolling, then maybe, just maybe, they get this done. But it is the Giants, after all, and I think Daniel Jones is the second coming of Eli Manning. And when I say that, I'm not talking about Super Bowl Eli Manning. I'm talking about the wheels fall off Eli Manning and Demarcus Lawrence now makes – Daniel Jones, his new Eli Manning, and the Cowboys get it, uh, get it done, and they go 9-5, and five, heading into the final three weeks. Now, 9-5 and five is probably going to solidify some kind of wild card spot at this point with three games to go. Lucky for the Cowboys, two of their last three games are at home. Um, I firmly believe that they get right against the Washington football team, getting them that 10th win that they ever so badly need in this season to make a postseason run. Um, they're back home against the Washington football team. I think they get that done. Now, the last two games, these are the, this is the tricky part. The Arizona Cardinals, last time we played them, was not, was not pretty. Okay, and yes, Dak was not there. It was Andy Dalton's team. Everybody thought, okay, this might be the same team. We might be okay. They're not okay at all. Okay, um, the Cardinals are one of those teams I feel like are going to be on the cusp of an eight and nine or nine and eight year. But Kyler Murray, Chase Edmonds, James Conner, DeAndre Hopkins, those kind of guys, A.J. Green. Nobody's talking about A.J. Green, Christian Kirk. I feel like this Arizona offense is going to be a little bit better and they might be playing for a wild card spot here. So I got the Cowboys tripping up here. I do. I got him tripping up against the Cardinals on January the 2nd. Going into the final week of the season, you are 10-6. and six. You're 10-6 and six going into the last game of the year. I don't know where I got Washington. I did a couple numbers on Washington where I think they can hover in the 10-11 win mark, meaning that game against the Eagles at the end of the year is going to mean winning this division. 
And I think the Cowboys, of all the teams in the world where you think, ah, I don't know if there's any hope for this team. Let's see. They're reeling. They've lost like three out of four, yada, yada, yada. This Cowboys team is going to answer the call. They're going to go 11-6. and six. The Dallas Cowboys are going to go 11-6 and six this year. And now I'm going to give a best and a worst. At best, they get 12 wins. That's their best. I think that's their cap is 12 wins to go 12 and five. And I think the worst that this Cowboys team can do based on a couple bounces of the ball is probably nine and eight. Now, if the Cowboys go nine and eight, you might be looking at a new head coach next year. I'm telling you right now, because nine and eight might not get you done, might not get you in the dance. All right. So the Cowboys need a playoff berth. I know 2020 is like a mulligan for for Mike McCarthy and, and I'm well aware of that uh, because of COVID and, and just just a weird situation obviously losing Dak Prescott you don't have your quarterback how can you judge him based on that now you have everybody right you have everybody so now is the time to strike with this team the window of opportunity to win a Super Bowl with this team is so very small now I know the Cowboys are doing a little restructuring here and there Zeke restructured Dak restructured you know a couple other guys restructured they're trying to open up cash funds for the following year when they have to pay even more guys can they keep a Michael Gallup can they restructure an Amari Cooper or is he out of Dallas you know there's a lot of changing parts but this team right here will probably more than likely be the best team that the Cowboys can assemble I don't care who you get in the draft last next year because you're probably drafting for a need in which that means you lost somebody you know and you can't rely on a rookie to be a game changer I'm not relying on Micah Parsons to be a game changer I'm relying on Dan Quinn to be the game changer he's he's not only he's not a rookie he's, this ain't his first rodeo okay he's done this defensive coordinator thing before and he's created some fantastic some of the most legendary defenses in this league's ever seen the Legion of Boom that's Dan Quinn my man that is Dan Quinn's baby Okay, so do I think that he's kind of drafting the guys to fit that mold and to get that, you know, get that kind of scheme and 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 uh, what's the culture like that that change in Dallas? I think it is. Okay, so with the Dallas Cowboys finishing 11 and six and winning the division, that means 11 and six, unfortunately, for the NFC will not get you the one seed. It just won't. I got that going to either Green Bay, the Rams, um, even San Francisco kind of worries me. I don't know why, but I just, after doing the whole schedule breakdown where I actually saw how many games they can win, that could be a thing. Um, I think that the Cowboys will go into a wild card game and they'll host either like the 49ers or they'll be like the four seed um, in which 11 and six. Yeah, I, I would say they're the four seed, maybe three. I don't know. It, it all depends how the cookie crumbles, man, because Tampa Bay is going to win their games. You know, so this is how I see this dream scenario playing out. So I got the Cowboys obviously hosting a wild card game this year, okay, where everybody's all eyes on, on Mike McCarthy, all eyes on the Dallas Cowboys to win a playoff game. Hasn't happened in quite some time. Uh, they, you know, I think the last one they have was a win over Seattle a couple years back with Dak Prescott, just a heroic performance. So this year, I think they do get a wild card win, right? And then they go to the division round where it's just like, okay, no matter what, you're going to be on the road being a fourth seed. You could possibly be on, you know, at home if you're a third seed, but let's just for argument's sake, let's just say they're on the road. They they have to do something on the road here to be special. And I think, believe it or not, the four seed might be the worst seed remaining in the NFC playoff picture, meaning there will be a second date in Tampa against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Um, and you're going to get the same story. Hard to beat a team twice. The Bucs got their number now. This is what's going to happen. Tom Brady's a playoff guy. He's going to get it done. But I'm thinking the Dallas Cowboys, 
in the last month and a year, despite all the trials and tribulations that they go through, they come together as a team and as a defense. We're all banging over the head that we want a middle-of-the-pack defense. Well, I think this Dallas Cowboys defense soars towards the end of the year and are playing their best ball, and they're playing their best ball when they go to Tampa and they beat Tom Brady for a second time. I think that's, I think that's the poetic way to do it, to get to our first NFC Championship game since 1995. All right, so now... Who are the Dallas Cowboys going to be facing in the NFC Championship game, and can they get it done? Now, look, you're a Cowboys fan. Of course you want them to get it done, right? You want them to get it done. You want them to get to the Super Bowl for the first time and the drought. I think Dak Prescott's that guy. I think this team this team is not going to get any better than it is right now just because of how contracts work and how you retain players and this, that, and the third. So the Cowboys are more than likely have to go to Lambeau Field in the middle of January, end of January, to play Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Now, what do I think? All right. I said on the Jersey Boys podcast that there was a way and a path for the Dallas Cowboys to get to the Super Bowl and ultimately more than likely lose to the Chiefs. Okay. They played the Chiefs already. That's where the whole hard to beat a team twice thing comes back into play, right? But they got to get there first. At the worst, if everybody stays healthy, the Dallas Cowboys will appear in the NFC Championship game. At the best, they go into Lambeau and win. They go into Lambeau and win, and they write the they write the wrongs of 2014 with the Dez caught it. You know They could write all those wrongs. It's a storybook ending, and they get to the Super Bowl for the first time since 1995. Now, is that a possibility? Do you listen to the sound of my voice right now and say, you know what? He's got a point. Or, you know what? This guy's more delusional than I ever, ever thought. You know, I think it's in the middle, and I think they can get it done. Will they? I don't know. I'm too, I'm too programmed to be let down by this team. I am. Um, it will rip my heart out, okay, in front of my dad, my brother, my family. Every, it's going to be one of those things where it's either going to make us hug as hard as we have ever hugged in our lives to get to the Super Bowl or just sit there in utter disbelief that we got this far. But I think the Cowboys' NFC Championship appearance is what I'm looking for right now. Anything more, obviously, is a blessing. Anything less, you got to start questions. You got to start. You got to start asking the hard questions, because if they can't get over the hump again, like if they get to the division round, right, and they go on the road and they get run out of town by whoever, Tampa Bay, whoever, then you start to wonder. All right, this team is just destined to lose, no matter how many wins. And then, of course, you got the mediocre Cowboy fans that are out there that are saying that that's that's good enough. That's good enough. Now let's build. Let's build. You can't, man. This is it. This is it. Last year, I felt real good about going into the season until I saw the defense play, and then I saw Dak Prescott go down, and then all the dreams go out the window. All right? This team, as assembled right now, is the best Cowboys team that I've seen since Romo in the 2014 Dallas Cowboys. That's seven years ago. I haven't been that confident in, a, in an offense since Romo was throwing a Dez and Witten and DeMarco Murray was running all over the place. Okay? This is that team now. Dak is Romo. Elliott is Murray. Dez is a plethora of receivers that the Cowboys didn't even have in 2014. This offense can take them all the way. Will it? Well, we're going to have to watch. We're going to have to find out. And we're going to have to go through the next couple months as Dallas Cowboy fans and face all the music that is. I can't wait for this game. I can't wait to be in front of the TV with my old man and my brother and uh, potentially my entire family just watching this game. To, to really bring it all together. You know, it's been, 2020 was a rough year for everybody. 2021 has been, you know, just equally as rough, if not worse. 
people go through trials and tribulations, but one thing that can bring us all together, especially in my family, is Dallas Cowboys football. And it goes down on Thursday night. So let the Cowboys beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and ruin their entire banner celebration and all that good shit. And we will be back next week, hopefully, to preview the 1-0 Dallas Cowboys heading into Los Angeles. Uh-huh.